This is Record Royale, where we throw two albums into the ring with one another and see which one comes out on top. Hey, hey, hey. hey. Oi. here we go. We're back. <laughs> The Deadly Duo mm, this yes. week. We are missing, for the first time, I believe. Yeah, it's the first one. Our fearless leader, Will St. Clair, can't make it to the pod this week, so you got these two... Um, Buffoons. Bump, yeah, these two yeah, clowns, you could say. Yeah. Uh, we had a lovely chat with Luke from the Dirty Nil. <laughs> um, turns out it's kind of hard when you don't have a host. Yeah. Um, I think I've, I've always called myself a host... Yeah. But really, I'm definitely just a commenter, mm-hmm. commentator, I would say. Yeah. Will is the boss daddy host. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, um, it's, hard, it's harder than it looks, that's for sure. It is. We yeah. sound so, kind of awkward, yeah. Bear, bear with us for this app, I reckon. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's and a, yeah, a... we, yeah, we had a bit of an audio problem as well. <laughs> um, so, you get a little bit of crusty footage, footage, a little bit of crusty audio, which is fine. <laughs> but um, what's been going on, Adam? We'll talk about it later. Uh, started a new job this yep. week, yep. which has been really fun. Yeah. Um, a bit of support work and I've been really enjoying mm-hmm. that. That's good. Uh, been sweating a lot. It's very hot. Yeah. As per yep. usual. Absolutely. Yeah. Not much other than that though. What about That's you, nice. Bradley? Um, uh, uni's gone back. Had my staff party, my Chrissy party. Ooh. A couple wow. Ago. Got a bit silly. How silly? Oh, I, was, I was asleep by like midnight, so not too silly. Ah, it's not, not too, too silly. silly. Uh, it was on a Monday we night, are, I guess. Were you so. on the mugs? No, it was on the beers. No mugs? No. That's well, strange I'm, for Bradley. I, I can't be bothered making my own mugs at my own Christy party, so... Oh, yeah. Was yeah. it Was it at your It was at work? one of the other places that's, like, affiliated with my work. Right, so. your pub. Yeah. Nice. Um, apart from that, nothing at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do have, um, have one yeah. strange thing had happened to me the other day. Yeah. It's going for a little run. Right. And it was raining. It started running. Oh, sorry. I didn't start running. It started raining yeah. halfway through my run. And I was like, it was a big run. It was a big, like a 20, 20K pike of a run. It was pretty horrible. Started raining. Oh, it was probably like three quarters through. So it wasn't yeah. too bad. It was dry for the most part. And it really started to pour. Like when it rained, it poured really hard. Was it was quite like, like last a, Friday yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Vicious, vicious storm. Um, anyway, got to my street. So I was right at the end, the very end, completely soaked in water and just really wanted to get it over and done with. But I hadn't gotten up to 20K, so I had like 300 meters left to do. So I just went mm. to the end of my street and back up to make sure I got to 20Ks. Right. And as I got down to the end, there was this lady, she would have been like in her 40s, I'd say. This mm. is like, she was. I think she was Russian maybe. And I had my <laughs> headphones in really loud so I couldn't hear anything and I just saw her pull out onto the path in front of me and just go stop 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 <laughs> and I was like Lady oh my me. god like when you see that you immediately go oh yeah someone is dead like yeah. someone's on the floor <laughs> it was like crash. such a big thing anyway she points I, I take my headphones out soaking wet like we're both just getting drenched Yeah. and she goes do you want to sleep with me on bed <laughs> what and I was like, what? Sorry? And she points and there's a, like a lounge that someone's put out for council cleanup just on the 
on the curb. Huh? And she points to it and goes, do you want to sit down, lie and sleep with me? What the fuck? And I didn't was know on, what to do. Did she like she was on drugs? Or what? Maybe. Could have been, but she didn't look like... She just looked like, you know, someone's mum. So, I right. it was a kind of a strange... I didn't expect it. Anyway, I was like, oh... No, thank you. And then she started laughing and wouldn't let me go past. She's like, "Do you want to sleep with me on bed?" I was like, like "No." You pass. I was like, "No, no, no, no." And I started running. Anyway, as I ran, she's laughing hysterically. She punches me in the back. Huh? Punches me as hard as she can in the back. What type of boss battle is this? I don't know. You I was you one of well? the strangest, strangest human interactions I've ever had. It was, it was Bowser. I was getting past yeah. Bowser, and she just. It was fever dreamish. And the worst part was that I was at the end of this massive run. So yeah, I was like... Absolutely spent. Already delusional, basically. Yeah. That's <laughs> I've, But I'll tell you what. That last sprint home. <laughs> I've never <laughs> run faster. Yeah, right. It was crazy. I was so scared. Need lease like, on life. That was a... Yeah, that was some sort of trap. That's insane. I've, you always have the craziest interactions with people. Yeah, I know. I don't know. You... You're good at it. it. Cooks, cool. There's a few few cookers at Cooks Hill, you know? Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Sunny Cooks Hill. It was just sunny. It wasn't yeah. sunny that day, but anyway, yeah. very cooked. Yeah. Oh, well. Horrible. Oh, well, well, hey, you're talking to, talking to me now? You're talking to... Ah, <laughs> oh, it's Luke. fine. Didn't, it, fine. That's it, yeah. Great app, this one. <laughs> uh, before we get into it, I think we should probably talk about our wonderful sponsor. <laughs> what do you reckon, Bradley? I think so. Um... They've actually got a few new products out. So we, uh, Manscaped, who, who have been looking after us for a little bit now, have launched their Ultra Premium Collection. Ultra Believe Premium it or not. Collection. Might <laughs> <laughs> put some reverb over that. Yeah. <laughs> Ultra Premium Collection. <laughs> uh, believe it or not, it's for your not-so-private parts. I'm talking about leveled-up hygiene routine with your favorite manly scent. This is an all-in-one skin and hair kit for the everyday man and covers you from head to toe, literally. Wow. Manscaped is trusted below the waist, but now you can trust them with everything else. Join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 25, uh, 20% <laughs> off free and free shipping with the yeah. code ROYALE. Adam, what's your favorite manly scent? Manly scent? <laughs> yeah. Uh... I would say this might be a new one. What was your previous? Uh, uh, well, this this is my new favorite manly mm-hmm. scent. Mm-hmm. We have smelled these. They smell pretty good. But before, I would say like a like a petrol. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's pretty good. Pe- petrol, petrol, and uh, Bundy rum. Yeah, those two. Maybe hand like um, footy no, boots. Man. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Manly smell. This is my own own bo. Maybe. Yeah, bo. That's the manly. Yeah, mm. unfortunately, that's what it is. Mm. Yeah, even though it's, it's not, maybe not be a favorite, but it's yours. You've made it. So <laughs> it is you. All right. Proud so, of yeah, this 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 package that we're talking about. Uh, it's uh, not just ball deodorant. They got the just the body deodorant now uh, yeah. for your stanky armpit. Stanky, <laughs> keeping it cool. Nice, cool, <laughs> cool new words. Uh, yeah, aluminium free. It, people do suffer from. Um, rashes and shit when they get yeah, when they have aluminium yeah there's yeah. a hydrating mo- body moisturizer I'm actually chasing this yeah um, because I should I know I'm going to be a wrinkly old man I sh- everyone start hyd- start moisturizing now right because you'll fake yourself later have you have you years. done it I, I've bought it, I have a bottle but I just touch it up like maybe like once a week when I'm feeling extra crusty yeah Georgia Georgia my partner she tells me to do it yeah and yeah, exactly. it's good 
when I do it, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah that feels good. But I, I never remember under your, under to do it eyes, myself. I get, I get, like, if yeah. I don't wear glasses, people see my rings around my eyes. Um, what else we got? We got a body wash. I'm actually out of body wash, and I need to get some more. But I'm gonna wait. I'm uh, and wait till this. <laughs> This beautiful package arrives. Uh, and then we got two-in-one shampoo and conditioner. Not much of a shampoo guy. Um, I'm all for that El Natural. Oh, After really? three months, you get that natural oils coming through. Is it stinky prior? Yeah, there's like a little little period where you just like feel gross. But then it comes back. Yeah. Nice. And when then, was the last time you shampooed? Yeah. Ooh. A while ago. Two, three months. Whoa. I know some people might think that's gross, but trust, look it up. I will. It, it like it it like re, it comes full circle. Your just hair gets good again, especially with going in the ocean and stuff as well. Yeah. Um. So yeah, four fat products plus a gift inside this ultra premium collection, 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 collection. Um. <laughs> get twenty percent off when you use Royale at manscaped.com and be sure to subscribe. Oh, I don't think I have to say that. <laughs> I don't know what that bit is. Oh no, that's, that's something something else. On you, Sani. You can say that. No, nah, he won't. He's not here. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, so we got Luke from Dirty Neil coming on. Hope yep. it's good. Get some Manscaped India. Why not? Yeah, do it. Sort yourself out. Yeah. They're paying the bills. They are. <laughs> yeah, you're helping us out too, yeah. your, f- your friends. Maybe my, if, you, my, yeah. if you buy it, Will might come back. <laughs> yeah, he's, he wants more. He demands more. He wants more. It, this is actually, he's on strike at the moment. He's not making enough, and, <laughs> and so he's hear, left. And you're about like, to hear what happens when we leave. So you you don't want this as much as we don't. You don't want to hear us wail on ourselves ever again. You have to buy from Manscaped, okay? Simple as that. All right, there we go. Right here, let's wrap it up. We got Luke from the Dirty New coming on. Here it is. How are we going? Uh, we are very excited about today because not only do we get to talk about two all-time classic albums, but joining us for our second ever international guest, is a singer and guitarist of Canadian band The Dirty Nil. Pleasure to have Luke Bentham on the show today. Woo! <laughs> it's my pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Luke, how are we going? Uh, things are good. Things are good. Just, uh, you know, just uh, not, not on the road right now, which is uh, nice, but looking forward to getting back out there and uh, just working on a lot of new music and Ooh. other stuff. Uh, so, yeah, really happy. Awesome. Really? I saw you guys, have, you've been playing a fair few shows, though, over the, the last couple mm-hmm. of months. You did the um, Every Time I Die, a couple of shows with them. Yeah, we, we did that. We did so, that Tid the Season show with uh, Ice T and Knocked nah. Loose. Yeah. <laughs> Just before uh, everything kind of fell apart, sadly, with them. Just sad. Yeah, you played played yeah. their last show, wouldn't you? We did play their last show. Crazy. Yeah, that was sad, but uh, it was great to watch them from the side of the stage. Um, yeah. You know, uh, I will say that uh, although it was, uh, although it was uh, Every Time I Die's show, I, I have to say that uh, Knocked Loose stole the show. They really? The heaviest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> that, and all of us had eaten like a, a like a you know sizable edible 
All uh, right. After our set, and uh, it was in full, full swing when Knocked Loose went on, and it just felt like the building was going to fall over. Like I, wow. I was actually. It was the scariest band I've ever seen. It was very good. <laughs> I, I was going to say the last um that last was it an album or an EP? It was like a, it was an album, but like a shorter album. Yeah, um, I think so. that they released that is one of the most guttural, like heaviest things I've ever mm-hmm. heard in my life. Like it actually frightens me when I listen to it. I would say. Yeah. As I said, I, I've <laughs> never seen. We've played with a lot of heavy bands, but I've never like they're just on a whole other level. That's so sick. That's great. That would have been no. yeah. That would have been terrifying as well. So I imagine <laughs> it was quite terrifying. But Ice T, who I think went on right after yeah. Knocked Loose, or maybe right before, I can't remember. But Ice T was also excellent. He had no. some of the best stage banter I've ever heard. Sick. <laughs> was that um? Was it Ice T? Was he? What's the band that he's in? Body mm. Count. Was it? Was he doing Body Count stuff, or was he just doing Ice T stuff? He was just doing Ice T stuff. Wow. Um, and he was saying some really really funny stuff on the stage but um yeah that was like our sec or our, yeah it was our second last show of the of the year that we got to play one really really awesome show in london ontario oh, uh, and then our two hamilton shows our local hometown shows got postponed to april because of uh uh the uh the pandy yeah mm-hmm. the pandy. But, uh, <laughs> but uh mm-hmm it was just fucking awesome to get out there and you know wear some studs again and do some windmills and sweat yeah. for the children you know it's what it's all about <laughs> That's absolutely um yeah. about six months ago we had a couple guys from between you and me uh mm-hmm. jt and bassy who came on the show and they brought on your album uh fuck art and we absolutely loved it we did that against uh big vibe by seaway um, oh, right that was, <laughs> that's great yeah, it was it was so good um it, that was the first time we were exposed to your music and we yeah we've become massive fans since then mm-hmm. um Fuck yeah i was just wondering what you guys have you guys been in the studio sorting some new stuff out for the to follow it up yeah totally i mean we, we've got a lot of new music um more than we typically have to go into uh to make a recording but i think we have more than I think we were, we're trying to get our ducks in a row to have some more steady releases rather than you yeah. know an album and then two years of silence or whatever right. whatever yeah. it typically is. Stockpiling. Um, we are stockpiling, <laughs> but um, yeah, we're just getting our plans together to make a make make a record and plus some more other stuff. But um, yeah, I'm super super stoked. I mean, nothing nothing makes me more excited about the future. It gives me more optimism than having a bunch of bangers in my fucking back pocket yeah. <laughs> it's better to have right more than you need to mm-hmm. that's such yeah. a that's a great comfortable position to be in it and certainly should... is yeah mm. awesome. and i mean one of the benefits of this time at home like getting off the uh the the, the cycle of just constant touring mm. uh, which i miss again i have uh uh i definitely love the road but um yeah. getting to just you know, bash away without any kind of clock um, and getting to kind of find some, make some music that um, you can kind of, not to get all, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, I guess like not to get too, too mushy with the whole thing, but to get to, you know, figure out what you want to do, you know, and uh, explore some, some stuff and, and uh, deadlines are good for sure, but we've just been bashing away and 
you know, stripping the plaster from the ceiling with volume for, yeah. for a few months. Mm-hmm. So it's been great. That's great. Are you guys, uh, are you the type of band that'll usually do right on the road or are you mostly just a got to be at home sort of thing? I mean, we try, like I try and keep generating ideas and stuff on the road, but all those ideas, like the actual usable amount of time on the road is something mm. I always overestimate while I'm at home. Like, yeah. Most of the day is just in the van, right? Getting to the next place. Yeah. yeah. And then when you're, when we're there, like, yeah, we'll sound check some stuff a little bit and maybe work some new stuff into the set. But usually, I mean, like the, you know, the vast majority of, of working on music comes for us at home typically, yeah. but I do plink away. We always bring out some shitty acoustic guitars that I use to yeah. just kind of start sketching van. on or coming up with some ideas. I just don't understand. Whenever you hear bands, like a lot of American bands and uh, for, well, like Canadian bands as well, um, and they'll say, oh, yeah, we wrote a whole new album or like two albums on during our tour. I just can't like understand how you would have the time to do that because there's, yeah, there's a lot of moving time, but crazy. Anyway, I guess I if you have a bus or something, you can sit in the back lounge and yeah. play all day. Yeah. Or like a driver yeah. who's just driving yeah. away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true, true. Um, You've thrown it back with your album choices for this week. Uh, what made you go with Sticky Fingers and Let It Be? Well, I wanted to go with Let It Be by the Beatles and Let It Be by the Replacements. Yeah. But um, uh, Let It Be had already been taken. But yeah, uh, yeah I mean, the, these two ones, I mean, it, I'm surprised they haven't been chosen yet, but the, they're just kind of two of the, I guess, two of the albums that really made me reconnect with rock and roll and what i love about it and um i just think they're completely flawless and yep. uh mm-hmm. but also messy and crazy and mm. um you know there's other albums in both bands catalog that i think could be considered the number one and even i kind of shift around what my favorite yep. one is and if you if i would have responded with the email this week i may have responded with exile on main street or yeah mm-hmm. uh you know, Tim by the replacements, but these, those yeah. are the ones that I chose because I think that I, the one, they're the two that I, I really connected with and originally by both yeah. bands and particularly with the Rolling Stones, like they're just such a omnipresent uh, entity in the landscape of not only music, but pop culture that I never really took them seriously until I heard sticky fingers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cause you know, you're like, Oh, satisfaction. Yeah. No, that's uh, you know, you, yeah. you, mm. it's start me up. And, you know, I was just so used to the, no offense, but really kind of haggard nineties, you know, eighties and beyond version of the Rolling Stones yeah, yeah. that, yeah. Uh, totally with like fun. neon colors and stuff. And that yeah. just wasn't really my bag. It didn't really connect with me visually, but yeah, somebody told me to listen to sticky fingers once. And, um, you know, now I understand. Uh, mm. Once, uh, once I was connected with that, I I really got into a lot of their other stuff. So yeah, it's uh, they're they're a band that's very easy to overrate. I think just because, as I said, how omnipresent they are. That's yeah, great. no, I think that's very true, and I think I think also because they always get grouped in with the Beatles, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's also like almost a little bit unfair to them at some <laughs> point because the Beatles yeah. are like so ridiculous but and obviously the stones are so good as well but you know i think yeah they yeah. can be overrated at some points but this album for is sure ridiculous. yeah love it yeah it. it's uh i mean to me I, I i think that both these albums represent the band in retrospect at the absolute zenith of their power mm-hmm. and so that's kind of why i chose these two yeah 
You're yeah, getting that'd be great. Yeah. All right. Um, might get into some quick facts about these ones before we get started. Um, so Rolling Stones, uh, we covered these guys once on the pod before. We did Let It Bleed uh, last year against Let It Be, funnily enough. Um, formed in London, 1962, we got Mick Jagger on vocals, Keith Richards on guitar, Mick Taylor on guitar, Bill Wyman on bass, and Charlie Watts on drums. Uh, this is their ninth studio album released on April 23rd, 1971 by their own label. Uh, it's produced by Jimmy Miller, um, who did like all of Rolling Stone stuff, Motorhead and Primal Scream, just to name a few. Uh, it had two singles, it had Brown Sugar um, and Wild Horses, and it had B-Sides, Bitch and Sway on both of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, peaked at number one in 10 countries, including Australia, the US, UK and Canada. Um, not as many countries kept count of this back in the early 70s, so we only know about those ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andy Warhol took the photo of the artwork. That's cool. Uh, which is pretty cool. Um, <laughs> album was inducted into the Grammy Hall of Fame. And we've talked about this a million times. Rolling Stone's best <laughs> albums of all time. It is number 104, which is pretty high up. One of our highest on the, the top 500 <laughs> albums, I think. Decent. Yeah. Pretty high. All right. I'm going to have a crack at doing the replacements. Shout out to Sammy. <laughs> Not here today. Uh, we're going to do our best as we're missing our host. All right, the replacements. Formed in Minneapolis, Minnesota, 1979. It's pretty cold in in Minnesota, isn't it? From that little Yachty song. That's all I really know about it. Very cool. It's called like Minnesota. Um, Paul Westerberg on lead vocals and guitar. Tommy Stinson on bass. Bob Stinson on lead guitar. Slim Dumlap. That's a cool name. That's a great lead name. guitar. Chris Mars on the drums. Uh, it's a third studio album released on October 2nd, 1984 by Twintone Records. I haven't really heard. I don't know if we've done anything by them. No, I don't think we've done anything. Yeah. Uh, produced by Steve. So <laughs> just dad. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, P- uh, manager right. was uh, Peter Jasperson and singer uh, Paul Westberg. Yeah. One single, I Will Dare, which is the opener. And the album name, uh, it, refer- it was uh, partially intended as a joke on the replacements manager, Peter Jackson, who was a huge, Jefferson, who's a huge Beatle fan. Uh, Westerberg has stated the name was in our way of saying nothing is sacred. It's pretty cool. And the Beatles are just a fine rock and roll band. That's, uh, I didn't know about that. It's very cool. Yeah. And now we're actually going to call it Let It Bleed, the next one. <laughs> really? That's yeah. Which is hilarious. So the next one, the next one was Tim, right? Yeah. Yeah. I have a really, really wholesome story. Um, our, our, um, our local record store, Rattlers Records, uh, owned by a lovely guy named Ben Lease. I went back to his house one day after, after his birthday on the piss and asked what would he bring on the podcast? And he said, Tim, by the replacements. And then proceeded to gift me the record. Oh, you can't see it. Gave me the record and gave me the, the biography. You can't really see oh, it either. Sick. But um, it was crazy how much these, this band I've never even heard of meant to him. Yeah. He was like, and he couldn't even explain it. It was really, it was really interesting. So, and I think that's what I've gotten from listening to this album this week as well. It's like almost, not like I had to be there sort of thing, but it seems like it's all about the community and the culture and like the connection with the fans and the music. Mm. It's like, I don't know. What, what, what would you say that, about that? Uh, Luke, about replacements? Yeah, I think that, um, you know, I'm, 
my favorite band of all time and it'll never ever change is the replacements and i am one of those psychos those replacement psychos that's like you know if after like i probably have had like four pints like i just for i had if i have any control i'm forcing people to put on the replacements because (laughs) that's just who i am and it's uh i i discovered the replacements when i was about 18 years old or so i heard bastards of young off of uh, tim the album that you were mentioning and um and i I was just immediately uh i just immediately developed a lifelong uh obsession with them i mean you'd be hard pressed to find a band with more mythology around them than the replacements Mm -hmm. yeah in terms of antics and you know uh infighting and just the most volatile self-destructive band maybe that ever existed (laughs) i was reading about their live shows that that people would just go because they knew that they were kind of gonna watch a train wreck (laughs) because they would just get so drunk and i think there's a few songs on this album that are about um just not being able to hold it together (laughs) and like seeing that it's i think is it we're coming out i'm pretty sure um, yeah, that yeah. song is about like not knowing whether they're going to be too drunk to play or not. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> just sick. I think that um, one of the reasons why I kind of chose both records is because to me, like the Rolling Stones and Sticky Fingers pr- represents like kind of the absolute pinnacle of um, you know first wave rock and roll, or maybe not first wave. However, you'd like to describe you know British rock and yeah. roll. Yeah. Um, and the replacements let it be kind of represents the absolute peak of kind of post rock or um you know uh, the replacements weren't afraid to reference classic rock and blues Mm. and hardcore and jazz and anything and and as as you mentioned earlier they had a nothing is sacred type approach to uh rock and roll that Mm made that made, has been a constant fountain of inspiration for me yeah um when you don't take these things sacred or when you don't give them some sort of uh you know magisterial quality and you say well we can steal from anybody and it doesn't matter what we do mm. um it's just much more liberating and fun as a musician to yeah. uh to adopt that kind of attitude rather than you know the rolling stones were gods and we should never yeah. try anything that they ever Off tried no. Fuck yeah. That. Yeah. i yeah. think um i read that they were talking about coming into this album maybe even the album before um because they were just originally more of a straight hardcore band is that right like when they started yeah, out they kind of i mean the first album is called sorry ma forgot to take out the trash and it yep. is uh, all live off the floor. I don't think there's any guitar overdubs or yeah. anything. And it is one of the most cooking, best kind of straight ahead punk records. I mean, yeah. it's very, one of the reasons why I love the replacements is because they're very rooted in American music. Just, you know, yeah. like, like you can hear Hank Williams mm. in Paul's songwriting style and, and his voice. He's got a good, Hey, like this kind of like uh, <laughs> good country yeah. Uh, yeah. on on speed type uh, vocal vibe. I got a bit of and Bruce Springsteen there, as well, actually. In that, that yeah, there's way. definitely yeah. some 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 Springsteen commonality there. But yeah. uh, the second record, which is an EP, it's called Stink, and that's basically straight up hardcore. Sick. And yeah. then they made Hoot Nanny after that, which is like when you listen to Hoot Nanny 
parts of it especially like the first song it's like how did this get recorded this is absolutely <laughs> like there's no question about why this band didn't become successful but then again there's amazing <laughs> songs on Nanny. yeah and let it be is kind of the, the the like the kind of best balance of their early years of like don't like who cares yeah. but also paul's bringing some pretty a game songs to the table that they're yeah. all playing very well and tim represents their kind of best foray into um stadium rock but you know still having a bit of a thinner production sound that i think hindered it a bit but i mean i think their best most anthemic songs are on tim yeah and then beyond that you've got i mean i think their last really classic album is um is uh pleased to meet me which is 1987 which has probably the best like sound to it, best production crispest like most heavy sounding production yeah and then from there they kind of go off into it they kind of disintegrate into like an alt country thing and then stop right right Right. i was gonna i was gonna say going back to um what you were saying about how they just didn't see anything as sacred and they were happy to just try new things and go into like any sort of direction i kind of hear a lot of that in your stuff as well definitely on like especially on fuck up um we were really we loved how you just didn't know you couldn't pinpoint which direction it was going to go each song, which was great. Like, I think when you started it off, you think, all right, this is cool. This has kind of got that pop punk feel. And then you go into like some way heavier stuff and then like some almost like Americana spots as well, which is, it's awesome. But yeah, I can definitely hear that on this album as well. The kind of every song is its own thing, which is cool. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 if you're going to steal, steal from the best. And I think Paul Westerberg, his approach to music in general has been kind of the thing that uh, has resonated with me the most and Hmm. has given me the most joy uh, with that kind of ethos to play. I mean, you know, I know enough about the replacements to not really want to mimic any of their actual career choices (laughs) in terms of musical freedom and a kind of utilitarian, blue collar attitude towards what you make, I think is, is something that I uh, really resonates with me. Mm. Absolutely. Kind of the, I mean, the Rolling Stones, this one, they definitely a little bit more varied on this album as well, I would say. And I was reading, Mm. I think Mick took most of the reins on this album. Um, From what I was reading on genius, I think Mm. Keith was battling a pretty bad heroin (laughs) addiction during this album. So I think Mick, took up the guitar for this one and actually does a lot of the recording on it, which is really cool. Um, Mm -hmm. But because of that, I think that's why we we get a lot of like a fair few ballads and things, which is really cool. Mm. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, which is great. Like I got the blues and yeah, a few of the other ones. It's just way more. I think that. Yeah. And I think that, um, you know, Mick Jagger again, talk about an omnipresent, character Mm. but Mick Jagger I think pound for pound is one of the greatest songwriters of all time like his lyrics are so so good especially on this album and uh Exile but um I think that uh you know songs like uh that he plays guitar on are super cool like he has a he has a cool some of the heaviest sounding stone songs like sway is him playing guitar yeah Um, which is great yeah um and i think this is great on that track sorry go ahead no i was just gonna say his vocals are unbelievable on that track as well i reckon oh they're amazing Yeah. yeah and uh i think that 
you know, starting with, you know, this is the first album where you can kind of clearly see the disparate paths between them and the Beatles where the Beatles are basically done, you know, Mm. 71, they're done. Yeah. And the stones are really, really coming into their um, ultimate form and their height, which is Mm. like, we're a, you know, a blues based rock band that um, nobody can touch. Basically. Yeah. We're, we're, we're just on fire. We're the best band in the world right now. Yeah. That's absolutely. Why I love this album. Mm. Yeah. No, I loved uh, it. Uh, what did you think of, um, I, I know there was a bit in the news recently about Brown Sugar. Um, yeah. They've uh, omitted it from their live set because they think that the, well, I'm sure they probably don't think it, but maybe they're, manager and publicist has said i think the lyrics on this uh, song could be problematic what do you what do you take from that song i mean i from my standpoint it's like i mean the lyrics are insane in that song. yeah like when you when you look at them on like a, a sheet of paper it's like that's wild that you recorded that but um yeah. you know i also think that I mean, my interpretation of it is that it is like, you know, and, you know, it's, it's anti everything. Yeah. That, well, that's uh, kind of what sub- I thought yeah. as well. All that yeah. subject matter. But I understand too, that like, you know, especially being, you know, a, a, a bunch of, you know, heterosexual white guys that, mm. should, you know, probably just like, if there are massive grievances from their fans, the people are going to their shows that, I mean, they can do whatever they want, but I yeah. mean, it's, uh, they have so many other songs too, other great <laughs> songs that I yeah. think that, you know, it might be probably not the moment to be playing that kind of stuff. And it may <laughs> never have been the moment to actually be play, like yeah. singing those lyrics. Like it is it's such a of, tough one. It is because yeah. I, I was reading, um, Keith, he was talking about in, in an interview recently, um, because <laughs> it, it was in the news and he was saying he can remember when he wrote it, when Mick Jagger wrote it. And apparently he just got onto an idea. He only took, he had like one line and then he just watched him and he just continuously wrote for like an hour and he just kept writing. He just had like 10 pages of all these lyrics, <laughs> but obviously none of that made it on. And Keith was kind of looking at it just like, holy shit. Like he just keeps going. He's like, this is pretty crazy, this song, but let's do it. Um, but like, yeah, I think it's, I mean, it's in a perspective. And it is something that did happen, uh, like the subject yeah. matter, yeah. obviously. So I don't think it, it's not like racist at all. It's just kind of a look at what happened, really. Um, I think the, the issue with it is it's such a sexy song as well. <laughs> like it just feels <laughs> yeah, sexy. So you mm. feel kind of dirty about it. <laughs> like, yeah. You know. <laughs> that's funny. Well, I think that, you know, you raise a good point. I mean, like it's, it's you know, the even if you take the lyrics and you don't buy the whole context thing or the perspective thing, yeah. like, they are, they, they are completely for me, at least the edge of them is nullified by how fucking good the music it's such is. Such a good yeah. song. On yeah. the song like, <laughs> um, that song, as you said, it makes you want to kind of dance and yeah. you kind of can't not dance when you hear that song. Exactly. And so it's a very powerful, strange, dark song. That yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, I think at some point, you know, it, it'll be uh, it'll be rehabilitated into the mm. into the collective masses. But, you know, it's it's just one of those things that I as I said, I see I both I see both sides from it. And I'm just like, I'm just glad I'm not in the position to 
Yeah. Uh, I'm glad it's not one of my songs. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Very true. That um that first four tracks are unbelievably good. It's got it's one of the insane. best one of the best like opening opening sets <laughs> yeah. can, of an album. Cause that one's yeah. way wild horses and can't you hear me knocking? Can you knocking? Can you knocking? Sick. So I heard that before. Hey. Yeah, I I kind of forgot. I think I I've listened to this album a fair few times, but I think I just didn't pay enough attention to can you hear me knocking? Because that track is ridiculous. <laughs> so good. I think that's some of Keith Richards' best guitar playing that he oh, ever yeah. laid yeah. down ever uh, mm. in that song. And uh, you know, a funny thing about um, Brown Sugar and um, uh, Wild Horses is that those were recorded in 1969 while mm. they were on their first tour of the United States that they had done in, in like five years or something. Yeah. And they were still under contract. So they weren't technically allowed to record, but they had gotten kind of so good as a live band and they had whipped off these two songs that they booked some time. I think they did it at Muscle Shoals in like two days. They recorded these two songs and had to keep them secret um until until they're out of their contract and then they just wow. put them on this record that's so crazy <laughs> that's <laughs> all you have to nothing no. <laughs> nothing yeah just writing two yeah. of the biggest songs of all time. yeah yeah exactly and they're not and you're not getting them yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah you know what you're talking about yeah yeah <laughs> there's sick. a there's a great piece of footage um in the i think it's in the altamont documentary which mm. the, which was kind of the the climax for multiple reasons of the 1969 yeah. American tour, but there's video of them recording those songs in the studio. And uh, uh, there's video of them listening to like the kind of acetate mixes back. And, you know, Keith Richards and Mick Jagger don't exactly get along and they didn't get along at that point. Either. No, yeah. But you can see them. They're kind of like Keith's leaning there smoking and Mick's like sitting on the edge of the bed and they're looking at each other. And I think they're the only two people in the room. Yeah. They're clearly driving the bus, but uh, yeah. they're look. You, you can tell by their body language. They're like, they're listening to Brown Sugar. And they're like, we have a fucking banger on. Our <laughs> yeah. They kind of, they're such a funny, Um, it's amazing that they haven't just fully broken up. Mm-hmm. over the years they would have to be like i mean they've hated each other pretty much since the beginning like there was not yeah. there was only a brief time that they were really friends and they wrote like it's all them those two really all the songwriting <laughs> yeah. pretty much and i mean yeah you hear all the stories of all their tours like post or oh, pretty much since the 80s and they're like staying in completely different hotels and stuff yeah it's just amazing that they can still they've had such a long career and still able to get up and play still going. Yeah. 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 Well, I think in the eighties, they kind of like came like Mick Jagger really wanted to do his own thing. And yeah. They're really, really hating each other by the eighties. Yeah. And Mick Jagger put out like a solo album or two that did not go well. And he kind of realized like, I need Keith. Like <laughs> yeah. I'm Mick Jagger, but like he is Keith Richards. Like, yeah. Yeah. I kind of do need him. Yeah. You definitely need him. Yeah. Yin and Yang. Those two. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly I Very think cool. that also this this I think that Sticky Fingers also has some like the best engineering like it's I think it's like yeah. one of their best sounding albums if not mm. their best sounding album. Yeah. I mean Exile's really stylized and murky and cool sounding and very kind of Tom Waitsy. Yeah. But um I don't know if Glenn Johns engineered parts of uh uh Sticky Fingers but whoever did did a really really good job. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I definitely uh, love know. the mix of this one. 
Probably this one and Let It Bleed of all of them are probably my favorites. It's just like a, there's a lot of room on them. Yeah. Let's yeah. Say. Like it's yeah. they're big sounding, but there's also like I don't know. It's not like you know, ball. Like it's not just fully in your face all the time. There is like space, and there's a lot of piano and stuff, and like mm-hmm. it kind of it just feels a lot grander and a lot reading room for mixed yeah. vocals. Like I love his vocals on this album so yeah. much. He really. Yeah. He sounds quite like broken. <laughs> parts, yeah, it's cool. I think his kind of best screams that he ever laid down are on this album. And, yeah, um, wow. You know, I think. Uh, um, now I, I listen to. Uh, do you guys do you guys have like a format? Do we go through track by track, or do you, do you want me to just? Oh no, we we can do, we don't have we can just go whatever we want. Like yeah, okay, whatever you. Oh, want. I think. Yeah, I think that. Uh, you know, something that unites these two albums is just like, you know, obviously a really, really good kickoff track, mm. which, yeah. you know, is extremely dancey and different from maybe the rest of their catalog. I mean, the, the Rolling Stones less so, but I Will Dare by The Replacements so is a very yeah. kind of jangly, strange tune that um, is just a bit of an outlier in their catalog. Yeah. And uh and obviously we've talked about brown sugar. It's just like, it's such an instant um, that, you know, this, you're about to listen to a good goddamn album type yeah. feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, you know, the th- one of the things that unites these two albums for me too, is the, the closing tracks and uh, on, on let it be uh, mm. it's answering machine. Yeah. And that's essentially basically Paul just playing by himself and the band kind of joins in at the end and there's some weird tape loops and stuff happening yeah. at the very end. But that was one of my again, favorite tracks. Quite you, too. you see so many bands to do that answering machine thing. I wonder if yeah. they were one of the first to do it. Probably. Yeah. Brilliant. I like yeah. the idea. A lot of the ideas, but behind the songs on this album, I really like the fact that they don't, they've obviously just written about what they exactly what they want to write about. Like it doesn't seem like there's been anyone saying, Oh, maybe let's just do like a couple love songs or something. Cause yeah. like that one is literally, I read it's just about him hating answering machines. Like he hates the fact that people do that. He would rather people ring and then they just get a message saying, I'm not here. <laughs> and yeah. then you don't get the call, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is crazy. And then you've got, uh tommy gets his tonsils out <laughs> yeah like, about so the bass player tommy yeah and uh yeah. what was the oh god i haven't got it written down uh, uh the boner one gary's got, boner. <laughs> gary's got yeah. a boner <laughs> so funny yeah they really weren't afraid to be kind of silly which is great i i yeah. really like that i think that there's some really like touching and like serious parts like on androgynous which is mm-hmm. like ridiculously beautiful and really forward thinking as well for the time. Mm-hmm. I think like I couldn't actually believe it when I was listening to it, just like a mm-hmm. yeah. pro trans track in, in the eighties is crazy. But then yeah, yeah followed by <laughs> <laughs> those tracks. It's just, yeah, it's crazy all over the place. And yeah. a kiss cover, you know, and uh, a kiss Black cover. Diamond. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like diamond. Yeah. So sick. Yeah. Um, you know, I think, uh, I think, uh, I think the second song is, um, Favorite thing? Uh, yeah. Your favorite thing. Favorite yeah. thing is like one of the, it's just like such a classic replacements type song where it's like yeah. really, really country, as I said, mm. country music on <laughs> yeah. you know, type feel uh, yeah. from the guitar playing and just the, that's what I was saying earlier about the, um, 
about the kind of Hank Williams root that Paul Westerberg has. Yeah. I'm really hearing on a song like that where he's just, we're in the verses. And then they have this wild kind of like kiss guitar solo that's pretty, you know, um, pretty unmelodic and dissonant. And then kind of sounds like it's going to go off the rails and comes back together mm. again mm-hmm. and then has a big ending. Like that's, it's a classic replacement song. There's not really a chorus to it. No, yeah. it's yeah. just like a central, yeah. yeah, there's just sections to it. Um, yeah, I mean, this album to me captures a lot of, the best of the band where you have, as mm. you mentioned, very sincere, beautiful songs uh, complemented uh, by incredibly immature uh, songs like Gary's got a boner or Tommy gets his tonsils out. Um, <laughs> and then a kiss cover to as the ultimate fuck you. I mean, there was yeah. probably not a time where kiss was less cool than the eighties. And that's why <laughs> the replacements put that on. So um, sick. It's kind of got a blink just energy to, to it almost. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, honestly, I'm sure Blink are big fans. They're the kind of, um, uh, you know, I also think of the replacements somewhat as the American Rolling Stones. I think there's yeah. a lot of parallels um, in terms of their, you know, it depends on the night though with the replacements, obviously. Um, <laughs> but there's a, I think, a real understanding of American music that, yeah. that, that's, I think, what unites those two bands. I mean, the Rolling Stones were just doing their best to emulate American music, and yeah. the Replacements were, you know, American mu- musicians, and yeah. also, uh, you know, were highly influenced by British invasion music. So it's a funny, it's a funny way uh, music works, you know. That yeah. Way. Mm-hmm. No, it all goes into each other. Very cool. Um, should we get into the segments? We've got a couple segments. I don't know if you've got yeah, anything for Yeah, let's do it. it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the first one's called Get Inked. Get Inked. Um, we'll be making a few tattoo ideas from a song from each album. Um, I don't know if you... You might not know about this one, Luke. Have you been told about that one? No. <laughs> no, that's all right. Well, we're going to we're going to spit some really shit tattoo ideas at you mm-hmm. and you okay. can just tell us which ones you think are good. <laughs> okay, which one I'd get? I yeah, yeah, which one would you get? You're probably okay. not going to want to get any of them and that's I think right no. as well. Yeah. Um mine for the Rolling Stones <laughs> from the song uh, Bitch, there's a line I'm feeling hungry, can't see the reason, just had a horse meat pie. Um, you might not know this about Australia, Luke, uh, but in Australia, our like most common, I guess it's kind of like our version of the hot dog, I guess, is a meat pie, which is you eat them at like all like sporting events. Gas station sort of. Gas stations. Meat pie. Yeah, meat yeah. pie. If you're drunk and you're walking past like a corner store, you get a meat pie. And that's... Nice. Uh, so, and over here, we have an iconic brand called 4 and 20, which is like that you can get them at any within 10 meters <laughs> at all times. Um, so I was just thinking maybe one of them with the their brand logo and maybe yeah. it says horse meat pie with a big gun, like maybe Bojack the Horseman on it. <laughs> yeah. I like it. I mean, you have to explain it to everyone you met, but you yeah, know, it's, uh... that's that's often the case with all of our tattoos. Be, yeah, the 5% <laughs> yeah. would be like, oh my God, that's awesome. Yeah. 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 So there's, there's that uh, piece of shit. Uh, and then my one for the replacements 
Oh, what have I got here? Oh, yeah. Um, just from Tommy Gets His Tonsils Out. I thought it's just such a brutal, <laughs> the way that they explain it. Um, there's a line, rip, rip, we're going to rip them out now. I was thinking maybe like a, like a side profile. This is really gruesome now that I read yeah. it. A side profile um, of like a guy in a chair. And the dentist has just got his like arm in the guy's mouth. <laughs> it's yeah. just like ripping the tonsils out. Whoa. It'd be pretty that's brutal. That's good. That's like a hard I'll core. take that one. Yeah. yeah I'll take yeah. that one. Thanks. <laughs> take that one to the bank. Nice. <laughs> what do you reckon, uh, Brad? Um, so my Rolling Stones one is from Can't You Hear Me Knocking. The title is, the, the lyric is, Hear Me Ringing the Big Bell Tolls. I just thought of uh, Metallica when I heard Bell Tolls. <laughs> <laughs> so I've just got um, Mick Jagger and Keith Richards, maybe in like a South Park sort of um, style with like big thrash metal haircuts, and they're just having having turns of whacking like a, a big bell. I love it. <laughs> An oversized bell with like big wooden hammers or something. Nice. Uh, and for the replacements, uh, I've got from Answering Machine. I think the lyric is, "Try and breathe some life into a letter. Losing hope, we'll never be together." It's a beautiful line. Mm. Uh, so I'm thinking like another like crude sort of drawing, like a passport or like a minty sort of style drawing. I'm thinking like a like an old guy trying to like throw a paper plane and blow it, blow the paper plane to like a, a lady of interest on the other side of your arm or something. But they're like there's just a bunch of paper planes on the ground. Oh yeah. Wait, so yeah. one one arm and then blowing it over to the other arm. Is that right? Maybe yeah. or like on the same, on like your forearm or something. Oh ah, yeah. Like, and like there's a bunch of paper planes on the ground. He's trying to just blow this shitty homemade paper plane to this lady. It's pretty beautiful, Brad. Yeah. I love it. Felt. That's pretty Sounds good. like yeah. a good back piece. Yeah. 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 From one and the other. <laughs> you, you taking any of them, Luke? You know, I, 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 what if I just took them all as a giant back piece? That would be crazy. Took my we shirt like off big, everywhere I go and yeah. explain it all. It would be really confusing, but it'd be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah. Um, well done. All right. Yeah. They, they, they weren't too bad. They were all right this week. Yeah. Sometimes they're usually a lot shitter, if you can yeah. even imagine that. So, <laughs> yeah. No, some good ones in there. Come on. Yeah. 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 We'll give ourselves credit this week. All um, we'll do get the uh, the ad next. Yes. God, I'm absolutely butchering this. Will's going to kill me later. <laughs> absolutely butchering this. For the ad, we're going to take our two favorite songs, um, which will go into our playlist on Spotify, which now has how many songs has it got? Six hundred, maybe one million. <laughs> one million songs. Anyway, yeah. it's a big, big playlist that we have a few of our favorites from every single episode. Um, Luke, what are your favorite? So your favorite track from either album? Had to choose. I think my favorite song on uh, "Let It Be" is uh, "Answering Machine." Or um, uh, favorite thing, and my favorite yeah. song on "Moonlight Mile." Or sorry, on "Sticky Fingers" is "Moonlight <laughs> Mile." Yeah. Or um, I really like "Sway." Yeah. Um, those are my two favorites. Uh, Moonlight Mile is so beautiful. Yeah, I, I never I, got a chance to talk about that. I mean, no. yeah, I don't think. I mean, like it's it's funny, you know, when bands or artists of any kind are able to just like transcend their genre and just oh. make something so mysterious and beautiful <laughs> that they probably didn't intend for it to be that way. Mm. 
but again another song where keith is not on it's just it's just mick and yeah. mick taylor yeah. playing bass and charlie watts just the three of them and they, i think they got some overdubs put on top of it but mm. i mean that song i it might be one of my and it's one of my favorite songs of all time it's just such a amazing. awesome recording yeah you know yeah that one um i feel like that one and androgynous on both like on these two albums they just kind of felt like because it's kind of hectic the rest of the album and then you just get this song that is just beautiful kind mm-hmm. of like it's yeah. got no it's not so much like got this big edge or anything and it's not trying to it's not sexy <laughs> or anything like that it's just like beautiful and it's kind of like an oasis in the desert almost it's really nice they really stick out another song that would be fucking impossible to play live but uh as a recording is is just you know a special you can they just it the stars aligned on that that session Mm -hmm. you know in a way that you can tell, especially with a band like the Rolling Stones, they could have never done it like that ever again. Yeah. yeah. And if Keith yeah. was there, it would have been different. And, you know, it would have been very different it. had they not did yeah. it that Flat day. in a bottle. Mm-hmm. That's the well, word. Yeah. Uh, Yours, Brad? I'll go. I also had Moonlight Mile. Um, but I'll go. I'll go Can't You Hear Me Knocking. I just think that's like, yeah, one of the longest songs on the album. Um, love the outro. I can listen to that. Or that bit like yeah. Black Magic Woman sort of Santana yeah, sort of yeah. stays. To a fair bit of Santana, <laughs> which is cool. Nothing wrong with a bit of Santana around yeah. here. Um, and for the replacements, I might go, I think it's, is it seeing your video where it's like just almost like a jam song? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's just, I, I had a great time with that. I know it's maybe a bit different from all the other ones, but I think that's why I liked so much. I was like, what? Why is there just this? Didn't the vocals come in right at the end on that one. Yeah, right? yeah. Like yeah. Right yeah. in the last sort of quarter. And yeah, that sounds yeah. so good. Guitar solo stick as well. Mm. Yeah. And like there's some weird like blue yeah. is kind of like that. Like just a diff- completely different vibe, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. I, I was like I yeah, it took me by surprise. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely. Adam? Um, I'm go- I'll go sway from uh Sticky Fingers. Uh, as we said before, it's just that song is ridiculously good. Mixed vocals on it and his lyrics on it are just unreal. Uh, I think, yeah, that and Can't You Hear Me Knocking kind of floored me this this week, I think. But yeah, Sway, love that song. Um, and then for the replacements, I'll probably go... I'll, I'll go Androgynous, yeah, I, as I said before. I just thought it was a really... Be- like, I just didn't see it coming, I guess. I've never listened to this band before, so it just kind of really smashed me going <laughs> through. I was yeah, like, yeah. this is so good. Um, yeah, no malice, just like a properly beautiful song and very progressive for the time, which, yeah, just yeah. for for an album that has <laughs> those other songs that we talked about, it's it's kind of crazy that it's on there. It's, it's beautiful. It's one of those songs too that like it could be, it, it could be made famous by a pop singer. It's that yeah, definitely. Kind of- uh, refined and perfect in its melody and um, and chord progression and mm. everything. It's just such a great fucking song that, I mean, in its basic entity, it's already a like a, a an A plus tune. But the way yeah. they recorded it too, uh, that kind of vulnerable and uh, mm. that that atmospheric feel that they have for it is uh, again just a, a perfect treatment for that song. Yeah definitely wow. yeah love that song so much 
I um, love Paul kind of falling off the piano at the very end. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, the piano, I love the piano on that song because it does feel it's, it's like a little bit clunky all the yeah. way through. And yeah. but I think that like yeah helps that vulnerable feeling to it as well. Yeah. Like it just feels incredibly honest, that song. Yeah. It's like Mick playing guitar. It's, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 exactly. Right. Exactly right. Yeah. 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 Wow. All right. Uh we've got our next segment, which Brad is gonna be really excited for. Um it's called Spocks and Spacks. Everyone on your buzzers, let's play Spocks and Spacks. This is our rip-off of, there was a, an Australian show called Spicks and Specs in Australia, uh, which was a music trivia show. And Brad will be singing uh, two songs from the albums this week and one uh, tune from another episode that we've done. Usually it'll be connected to these ones uh, while using a unrelated text. <laughs> so what so are I'm we be singing from today, Brad? I'm going to sing from Trouble Boys, the, story, the true story of the replacements. Oh, nice. So I got the book out here. I really do need to read this because after, especially after that's, today, I'm like, this is like, from what I'm hearing, this is insane. So I would say that's the best music book ever written about Whoa. a band. Yeah. It's the yeah. best band book of all time. I mean, all the reviews on the back are crazy as well. Everyone's, well, yeah. Bob Mayer, who wrote it, researched it for like five years and, uh, you know, Paul Westerberg's a recluse who doesn't talk to anybody, but he said that he did a good job on it. Wow. And he's, he hates everything. So <laughs> that's um, anyways, it's a very fucked up read though. Some awful shit happened to those people. Yeah. yeah. Keen to hear it. Um, so Brad, yeah, he's going to sing these songs and we've got to guess what they are. Um, we usually need a buzzer. So my buzzer this week will just be uh, Butter Bing. Okay. Yep. Do you want a buzzer, Luke? Have you got anything I'll, in mind? I'll, sh- I'll shake Ah, yeah, nice. I always like the the physical buzzer. That's good. I love it. (laughs) All right, Brad, first track. Uh, Here we go. All right, so I'm going to need to recalibrate for a second. (laughs) We get really nervous about this one every week. (laughs) I got to find just the bit where I'm singing from. I wrote it on my, oh, I wrote it on my hand, actually. Here we go. (laughs) Instance and family just had. Stability on band sixty and Brian. Oh, better being early nineteen eighties. Is that yeah. androgynous? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Damn it, work, Brad. That was beautiful, oh, mate. I didn't really see the say the words right, but we got the melody out. Yeah, <laughs> we beat the melody. Uh, all right, next one. Next one. Next one. Okay. A tape tunes to Westerberg. And when play you believe the morning down to the basement. Westerberg said there'll be two or three. Oh. And the hat. A lot of stops, stops and starts. <laughs> oh, that was really bad. <laughs> is that, uh, is it Wild Horses? No, it's no. close though. Is it Moonlight Mile? No, 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 no. no. Oh. <laughs> it's, uh, it, you're so close. So close. I really don't want to do it again. <laughs> go, go just a little bit. Uh, I just can't, I don't even know the next bit, so I'm just going to have to. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. All right. 
Where's the sway? Version, punk and garage. <laughs> da, da, a rock and roll liberated him. This mindset. Out of being. Is it yeah. is it sway? No, 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 no. It's a bit faster, a bit faster. Can't you hear me knocking? No, it's it's uh, <laughs> it's the second last one. Second last That's one. That's how much I boosted it. Hang on. Yeah. What is the second last one? Certain about a certain uh plant. Oh it's yeah. Um yeah. system morphine. <laughs> No, 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 no. Dead flowers, it was. Dead flowers, Sorry, Damn it. Uh, Luke, I know that was pretty shit. That was a hard one. I'm going to be putting on some uh, auto-tune for that, I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. You and me this, both, brother. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. uh, okay, so this last one, I, I hope one of you get it. Me too. Um, <laughs> it has nothing to do with these albums. It's just a fucking awesome punk song Okay. that we did on the pod. Uh, let's have a quick listen. All right. And that spring, Jeff Jodo asked Wes to fill in on guitar. And Wes is new. And refused to fall the opening. Found a slot at the Longhorns And here's the family's track To bring boy back Is it a title fight song? So Close. But and if I kiss you once I see you back work out uh, I hyped it up. I thought this album would go all the way in the... Uh, oh, Price Citizen? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, fuck. You didn't get it? I thought, why doesn't everyone love this song? I fucking love this song so much. Uh, Do you like Citizen Luke? I love Citizen. We 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 toured with them on the Warp Tour oh, yeah. and Seaway. Well, oh. well, I'm disappointed because I sung my heart out then. <laughs> was I, it? I was gonna say sleep. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Well, how does it feel? Nah, nah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, what song oh was my. it, Brad? It was the summer. Oh, the summer. The beautiful, okay. beautiful song. The summer. Very sorry, Brad. <laughs> hey, we need a rendition. We need yeah. Sani. Will Will always gets these, and he knows them. Yeah. I'm useless at it, so. And That's I'm useless right. at singing, so it was a. It was a... <laughs> <laughs> this was doomed from the start. <laughs> this is doomed. From the start. <laughs> hey, we had a crack. We had a crack. Yeah. All right. Uh, last, well, second last segment. Um, we're going to do two truths and a lie. So I'm going to read out three statements. Uh, two are true, one is false, and you guys have got to guess which one is right. Uh, which yep. one is false? Sorry. So first one: When Sex Pistols bassist Sid Vicious found himself on trial for the murder of his girlfriend Nancy Spudgeon in 1978, Jagger secretly paid Vicious's legal fees. Well, and didn't tell him. Uh, in 1976. Jagger purchased a $10 million manor in the south of France while high on a mixture of cocaine and acid and did not remember the purchase a couple of days after. Uh, and the third one, Jagger bit off a part of his tongue during a game of basketball as a child, leading to his signature snarly lisp. Whoa. 
So which one? Which one do you think is false? Ten the million last one's bucks. False. The last you one. That one. Wow. Yeah, he's got it. What do you reckon, Brad? I was thinking ten million dollars sounds a lot for a house back in the day. That's what I'm thinking. Ten million bucks in the seventies was it? Well, it was. It was. Right? It was five million pound. So okay, I just went shit. ten million Australian because that's what right. that would be. Right, right, right. Okay. Um, and the first one that seems legitimate. Sid vicious. Uh, well, Luke's pretty keen on the last one. He might have some insider knowledge. Okay. Alba, I'll get something. I'm going to get the second one then because I think okay. the money is too spinner. All right. So first fact, when Sex Pistols bassist Sid Vicious found himself on trial for the murder of his girlfriend, Jagger secretly did pay his legal fees. Wow. And uh, funnily enough, it was a couple months after Sid Vicious had said he'd been like trying to start beef with the Rolling Stones and said they were all about the money. Um, right. And that money doesn't matter. <laughs> and then Jago paid his legal fees for him yeah. as a bit of a fuck you, I think. <laughs> Just <laughs> to say right. it is good to have money. Yeah. Um, yeah. In 1976, Jagger did not purchase a $10 million manor in the south of France. I was right. Yes. Uh, so you were right, Brad. Yeah. he. Uh, I just made that up. Yep. But he did apparently bite off the tip of his tongue uh, and swallow it while playing basketball oh, as a shit. child. Wow. Never Which is it. really, yeah, crazy fact that I found. Ooh. I found it on Google, so who knows if it's real. <laughs> but there you go. Apparently, he, yeah, he says that's part of his lisp. Cool. Yeah. Your tongue does grow wow. back there, right, doesn't it? We might have had a bit different. It might have just been because he was a kid. Maybe yeah. it was like part of a developmental phase and uh, now he just talks that way forever, cool. I guess. Very cool. Who knows? Anyway, well done, Brad. Killed Thank it. You. Thank you. Um, I made up my singing. <laughs> uh, so our very last segment for today, we're going to do, uh, we're just going to rate these two albums. Um, so we've got to rate them out of something. What are we thinking? Um, Rolling Stones, rate it out let's of... Let's go 10, 10 Moonlight Wild Horses. Oh, Wild Horses. Wild Horses is good. Yep. Yeah. And for the replacements, we will go... 10 black diamonds. Black diamonds or bonus? Yeah. Bone, or tonsils. Tonsils? Or right, let's go tonsils. Yeah. Right. Uh, so, Luke, what are you rating? We, we don't do decimal points, but, but we can, you can rate them a 10 if you want. Whatever you like out of 10 for... Uh, we'll go Rolling Stones first. I'm going to go with a 9. A yeah. 9? Nice. How do you, how do you go nine. with your 10s? Do you give out 10s a lot? Do you have any 10s in your uh, roster, per se? What do you think nothing's a 10? How do you, how do you perceive a 10? I'd probably give Blue Album a 10 by Weezer. Yeah. Well, That's me awesome. too. I would have <laughs> But, uh, you know, I think that, like, even though these are my, you know, two of my two albums I hold very dearly, I think that there's things that I would cut from them. Yeah. Uh, or or the things that I find myself maybe fast-forwarding through yeah. um, if I'm listening to it digitally. But... Yeah. I don't like a 10 is I'll never touch the dial. I'll just turn it on and go all the way through. So there's a, there's definitely a few tens for sure. For yeah. Me. yeah. Cool. But uh, I think that this is the closest for me that the stones get to a no fast forward. Uh, yeah. Uh, me too. I agree with type that situation. Yeah. Cool. Definitely. Um, I'm going to go, I'll go to a nine as well, actually on this one, I think. Um, yeah. I'm the same. I'm, actually like this a lot more than let it bleed we've done that one on the pod already um 
And I think it is because Mick takes a bit more of a charge on some of the songs. Like they're my favorite songs probably on the album. Um, there is a bit more vulnerability at points, but then there's also like, it's obviously the big massive hits as well, big rocking songs. Um, there are a couple little moments where maybe when they go a little bit more just like the straightforward blues route, then I sometimes I get, well, I'm not sick of it, but it's just more I've heard it so much now that it's kind of, yeah. I do tend to skip over those little bits, but yeah, it's it's undeniable, the classics on it. And yeah, yeah, a lot of the deeper cuts I hadn't paid attention to. So I'll go a nine on that one. Yeah. What do you reckon, Brad? Yeah, um, if I could probably go an 8.5, I probably would. Just because I think I'm probably going to give the replacements the advantage here. So I'm going to go an, I'm gonna go an eight for, for, yeah. um, for the Stones. Yeah, I love the variety of tracks. Everything's here. I like British rock, American blues ballads um and some really good new songs i've never heard um including can't hear me knocking and midnight mile and i really like bitch as well i kind of like a Beatles song yeah. i like i like my yeah. revolver style yeah it does sound Beatles. like a revolver. <laughs> like yeah. that's like my favorite shit from the Beatles. so uh yeah i really i had a great time listening to that as well so yeah really pleasure to listen um yeah probably my favorite songs up as well so yeah eight. all right really high scores there uh what are you what are you going to give the replacements luke i'm going to give that also a nine um yeah similar thing i mean like this is probably their best piece of an album but there's if like i love like tim as we were discussing earlier if tim uh if some of the songs for tim from tim were on this record i think it would be no no problem a 10 but yeah you know it's uh uh to me i've listened to let it be so many times that there's not really like a they all there's a there's there are standout tracks on it but to me i just love it as a whole but there's not a, yeah. like a bastards of young or uh or an uh uh left of the dial which were on the net on tim um, yeah there's not really like a uh one of those undeniable stadium rock jams like sticky fingers has uh, yeah and i have a, a real soft soft spot in my heart for stadium rock bullshit so <laughs> yeah um even though it is very you know there are some definite bangers on let it be i think it would it would achieve a 10 if it had a bastards of young on it or something yeah. akin to that um I'm probably going to give it a nine as well. Sorry to be so boring. I don't think I can split them. Um, just because I think they're great for, yeah, as you said, uh, Sticky Fingers does have those big stadium rock tracks that like are forever classics. But I'd never listened to this album before, this Replacements album, and I'm pretty hooked on it, to be honest. I found myself listening to it a lot more than uh, Sticky Fingers over the week just because I found it, yeah, I just, it's kind of got a little bit of everything, um, but it does still feel quite focused on their own sound. Like, I don't think it sounds like they're just, it's a mishmash at all. It fits. Um, but yeah, I love, it's just completely fearless, I would say. They don't care about going in like different directions and they don't care about what they write about. They're happy to just like really find an idea and um, just beef it out rather than being too nitpicky and then just ending up with a really vanilla sort of album. Um, so really interesting song choices and yeah, I think, I think I kind of like the more, the less stadium Rocky sound usually anyway. So this is, yeah, this is really up my alley. 
this album and I'm, I'm really keen to just dive straight into the replacements now i think yeah brad uh, yeah i'm gonna go i think i'm gonna announce but i'm gonna give them the bench i think obviously both these bands are super special but i really felt the specialness this week from the replacements over the stones i think um i really do need to read this book now because um from what what your insights look and what we've discussed today it sounds like they're one of the more important bands that no one, not that no one knows about them, but like they're, they didn't, def- it sounds like they didn't define this sort of generation, but they're, they're well and truly in there and they surely um, influence a lot of people to come afterwards as well. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm like kind of hooked. So I really want to look into it more. Another yeah. disciple. Yeah. yeah. Welcome. Um, uh, yeah. And I have listened to Tim a few times, but now I've got this bit more of a, bit more of an outlook on what uh what they're all about so it makes me really want to know so thank you for that as well my pleasure i'm yeah. i'm happy to proselytize the religion of the yeah. replacement <laughs> wherever i go <laughs> pint or no pint in hand yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right well we, that was a great app we've um we've had we do have a winner though it's only just slightly uh so uh let it be by the replacement edges out uh Sticky Fingers with 27 out of 30 uh, and Let It Be. Uh, sorry, Sticky Fingers has 26 out of 30. So two wow. really big scores this week. I think they're going to go really far in our end of tournament, which is great. Love to hear what Saini thinks on these two albums. So yeah, they might have too. thrown a spanner in the mix. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was great. Thanks so much for coming on, Luke. That was, that was awesome. <laughs> Absolutely my pleasure, guys. Thank you so much for having me and... Uh, yeah. And uh, always great to talk about rock and roll. Exactly yeah. right. I think that's what we love is the most as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, if you haven't already, make sure you follow uh, the Dirty Nil on socials. Get into their albums if you haven't already. We've banged on about them enough on the pod that yeah. if you're a listener, you should have already listened to them. Um, and if you haven't already, follow us on the socials, please, on our Instagram. We've got Facebook, Twitter. We've got a really crappy Facebook group that we never, ever post to. <laughs> Record Royale, epic Facebook group Royale. <laughs> Been a while. Yeah. Uh, and we got totes. We got totes and merch. Oh, uh, yeah. Recordroyale.com.au. Yeah. If you're, if you're chasing. <laughs> yeah. Get a tote. They're, they're Get a tote. Um, they got our faces on them. They got our faces on them. Um, next week, we've got a massive show. Uh, two New Zealand artists, which is another... Like, so international now, Brad. What the hell is going on? International men of mystery. Right now, too good for Yeah, <laughs> um, we got Joel Shabhold from LAB and Jake Barton from Summer Thieves who are coming on, and they're doing "Back in Black" by ACDC versus yeah. Sublime by Sublime, which is oh wow, crazy mix up. Uh, <laughs> should I'm be so should be really interesting. Should be a crazy week. Um, I love it. Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) thanks so much again, Luke. Thanks for coming on. uh, And we'll see you all next week. Thanks, man. Absolutely. My pleasure. Cheers.